Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? How do you make fear disappear? How do you get yourself into a state where you are brave, courageous, you're uplifted, you're energized, you're moving forward? Well, the way you do that is by putting it into the proper context, putting it, life, into the proper context. And when you do that, suddenly, boom, your fears disappear. I wanna to talk to you about that today. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I wanna help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. Now, when you're in peace, you'll find that fear is gone. But the question is, how do you transition? How do you move from this fearful state where there's anxiety or frustration or doubt or uncertainty? Maybe you're, you're glum, you're like, you know, I don't know, you're dreading. How do you get from that state all the way over to a more optimistic, peaceful, at least a neutral state? You do that by connecting with enlightened perspectives. Enlightened perspectives are perspectives that presuppose that all is well. They are dogmatic perspectives. Dogma means that uh, some authority says them, there's no proof, but you believe it because the authority said it. So these are dogmatic statements that we're about to do. And these dogmatic statements are distinct from the dogmatic statements that you normally believe in. So normally we believe things about life and death that are from people who had a survival motive. And what we wanna do is connect with things about life and death that are from an enlightened motive, knowing and trusting that all is well. So let me remind you of my definition of enlightenment and then let's do this. Enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything. That we are all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. Now, from that perspective, you recognize that all is well. The perspectives that I'm about to share with you have that presupposition, all is well. Here's the first one. I want you to practice this today and see what it does to your fear, your anxiety, your agitation, your concern, all of those, all of those what we would call negative emotions. Let's see how this affects it. Destruction and creation are the same thing at different stages of existence, at different stages in the process. So you wanna think about it like this. You might as well embrace destruction because living from enlightened perspectives, following the rapid enlightenment process that I've been teaching you, living from enlightened perspectives will destroy your old survival-based life. So your habits, your protocols, your routines, your relationships, they all get recontextualized when you start to operate from an enlightened framework. They get renegotiated. You renounce things when you start living from enlightened perspectives. Now, I want to remind you that an enlightened perspective is also very interesting because it strengthens the body. So when you begin to, to live from the idea that destruction and creation are the same thing, so I want to create all this stuff in my life. I want, I want this. I want that. I want to do this. I want to have that. Goals, dreams, uh, projects, possibilities, right? I want all this stuff. But what I fear is I fear all the destruction that it's going to create. Or I'm afraid of the destruction that I'm in right now. I don't have the money I want. I'm not living the life I want. It's harder to live than I, than I, than I, all of that destruction is 
what creation is. That it leads to it. You must destroy your old life in order to get to your new life. And this idea itself, if we put your arm out and we say destruction and creation are the same thing, at different stages of existence, what we will find is that the statement itself fortifies your body. So we put your arm out, we push down on your arm, and we can't get your arm to, to move down at all. But if we say, for, exa- for example, um, avoid destruction, we'll find that that goes weak. If we say destruction is bad, that goes weak. If we say destruction and creation are different things, that goes weak. So in other words, why is that, why is that even important? It's important because it's just a best practice to do things that fortifies your body and to think things that fortify your body. Destruction and creation, they're the same thing. They're just different places in, in the timeline. So if you're in a destructive state, a down state, things aren't working, I want you to today acknowledge and appreciate where you are. Here's number two. Both positive and negative experiences are equally valued by the soul. This strengthens the body. So when we push down on your arm, we can't seem to get it to move. It locks. The muscle is fortified by this idea that both positive and negative experiences are equally valued by the soul. If we say something like the soul does not want negative experiences, that will weaken. You won't be able to, no matter how strong you are, that'll weaken your body. So something about the the corollary degrades the system. You want to align yourself with this idea. I am an infinite being. You are an infinite being. Align yourself with this idea. You don't know, I don't know. I'm an infinite being. If you've watched some of my other uh, videos, you know that we also talk about that it strengthens you to recognize that a human being is a vacation from being infinite. That you are the background state of energy and information that scientists call the quantum field. It's self-organizing into everything that you see, including you. And that when you die, you go back into that base state. And then some other aspect of self-organization occurs again. And here you are. In essence, it tests strong that reincarnation is a thing. What it is exactly, I don't know. But it strengthens you to think that you are an infinite being, that you come back over and over and over, and that being on Earth is a vacation from being infinite. When you are everything and nothing, it's interesting to become something. Good, bad, right, wrong, happy, sad. These are all contrasting experiences that make this a popular vacation spot for infinite beings like you. You're in a popular vacation spot. This helps your fear to be diminished and your empowerment to be increased. Number three, you chose the major negative experiences of your life before you incarnated on earth. This tests strong. You chose the major negative experiences of your life before you incarnated on earth. Now, just imagine that. It it does not test strong to say that your life is predetermined. That tests weak. It's more like you set up an obstacle course that creates unpredictability and new experiences. That tests strong. So you don't think of your life as predetermined, but when you have major negative experiences, it's empowering, not true. It's empowering 
not true. It's empowering to say to yourself, ooh, this is interesting. I must have set this one up to create some volatility. Now the question becomes for you, are you going to ride the volatility into something even more degrading? Are you gonna ride that volatility into some new experience? By the way, either one, the destruction of the volatility as you go down into, into a breakdown, the destruction of that volatility is just the, the curve of the breakdown. So you go down and then you start going back up again. But the whole cycle is all the same thing. Each of the breakdowns that you go into, each of the negative experiences that you have are a part of the positive experience that you're going to have. The positive experience that you have is a part of the negative experience that you have. The, the contrasting and opposing forces that you're experiencing are all the playing field for an infinite being like you. Number four, each soul chooses how it will die and when it will die before incarnating as a human being. I don't know why this goes strong on the body. It's a weird idea. Each soul chooses how it will die and when it will die before incarnating as a human being. I remember the first time that I tested this statement on somebody's arm and it went strong. It literally, it shook me to the core. And I've tested this thousands of times since, uh, since first discovering it. And I've tested it on, on people all over the world with all different backgrounds and all different idea sets and ideologies and religious faiths and blah, blah, blah. And across the board, it causes people's arm to go strong. So listen, which doesn't mean that it's true. It means that it strengthens you to operate like you chose your death, how you will die and when you will die before incarnating as a human being. It doesn't mean that you actually chose it. You need to really pull those two things apart. It means that the context itself strengthens you. Strengthens you. That's it. Now remember, strong and weak, that's all we're looking for. And as a human being, it is a widely known best practice to do things that make you strong and avoid things that make you weak. It's completely insane to do things on purpose that make you go weak. Of course, we do it all the time. Alcohol makes everybody go weak and most people drink it, okay? But here's the thing you also know that there is an impact of drinking alcohol, that alcohol itself does degrade you and that you have to go through, you, so you have like this surge of, of pleasure, which then has a consequence of, of neg negative experience or decreased consciousness, and then you surge back up, right? That, that arc is happening everywhere. The question becomes, can you reduce the, the downtimes by connecting with more enlightened perspectives that keep you in a more optimized state? I think that you're interested in that. It doesn't mean that that way is better than other ways. Destruction is just as important and invalued to the soul as creation. Number five, and then we'll wrap it up. Death is a gift of experience that we give to those or, or we leave to those people who stay here on earth. Death is a gift of experience. This 
tests strong. Of course, it tests strong that the purpose of life is to experience. It tests weak that the purpose of life is to learn lessons. In fact, it tests weak on everybody's arm. Uh, if you say the purpose of life is to, and you change the word to anything. So if you say, for example, if you tested, my purpose is to, and then you put a word there, any word other than experience will go weak on your arm. Crazy, right? So death is a gift of experience we give to those we leave behind. So those people that have died before you, that was a gift that they left to you. And when you die, you will leave that gift to the people you believe you leave behind. You, the soul, and everyone else, all the other souls, are infinite. Earth seems to be a popular stomping ground for infinite beings to have experiences like you. Contrasting and opposing forces are the very nature of our existence. How you die and when you die is a gift of experience you're leaving behind to the people who are still here. That test strong. Not true. Not false. We don't know. It's dogmatic. Remember I said at the beginning? Dogma. We don't know. The people who have died, they left you that gift. All right. These are enlightened perspectives, and they are designed to shift you out of these fearful states and move you into more optimistic or at least neutral states. They will very specifically cause your mind to quiet down. When your mind gets quieter, your boldness, your courage, your joy, your happiness increases. And, and those, things are, those things are correlated. So it's like the more, and they're also correlated to resistance and acceptance. So it's like this. The more you resist, the more the mind talks, the less happiness you have. The more you accept, the less the mind talks, the more happiness you have. The, when you are experiencing happiness and joy and peace and love and confidence and certainty, you are more uh, open to doing the things that are interesting to you that you might have been fearing the consequence of in the past. So remember, all the statements that I said are not true or false. They are all unknown. Practice these perspectives. Do it like a science experiment, okay? Just practice them. See what happens. Take some notes on the shifts in perception, reaction, and your general mood. I propose that it's going to be amazing, but I propose that because I've helped thousands of people experience quantum leaps in their life, quantum leaps in their happiness, in their relationships, in their business, in their money-making, and all the things that are important, their health, all the things that are important to us as people are positively impacted when your mind goes quiet and your happiness goes up. I propose it'll be amazing. Leave me a comment about the insights that you're having from these perspectives. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And will you please like this Daily Enlightenment? I mean, come on, you just went all the way through it. If this made a difference for you, like it. I propose you share it with the people that are important to you. I propose that you also leave me a comment. Those three social currencies are valuable in spreading these messages. I would love your help in that. You can also subscribe to my channel. I put out a new Daily Enlightenment every single day. And on top of that, you could come join us over in on Facebook at the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. I'll put the link down below. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Daily Enlightenment.